0: anchor.fm just like yours truly hello everyone it's your girl miracle sims and you are watching god sex and love live as you all can see i'm here with the one the only author Tequila speaks hello
1: Hello. (laughs) hey lady how are you doing i'm well thanks how are you
0: I'm good. I'm good, man. You know what? Um, first of all, I want to say that I believe that you are the first person that I've interviewed from my hometown.
1: Oh, if I'm well, not awesome.
0: Yes, lady. So we so, represent J-town. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs>
0: and a class of four, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> look, always forever. You know. Now, were you at the graduation?
1: No, I graduated from my first place.
0: Oh okay 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 okay. I was just about to say because I was like, oh, because you remember that rainy graduation, now.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it was
0: funny when it. I graduated. Oh oh oh! I guess no. We'll get into that then, Miss Mary Pers. We'll get into that.
1: I'm a bored out.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, yes. So now, first, I want to ask this right here because, uh, you know, I, I've known you for a while now, and so. I know that Tequila Speaks is a pen name. So tell tell me about Tequila Speaks. Kenny, can, can you introduce everyone to Tequila Speaks?
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> Tequila Speaks is my pen name because everything that I speak is from the heart. Everything that I speak is true. And everything that I speak is to inspire someone else. So that's why I use Tequila Speaks. Let me speak to you through what I've been through.
0: Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay okay so now we know now we know okay cool now so th- just tell us a little bit more about you in particular uh now you know your journey to becoming an author or whatever you like to share just about yourself
1: okay well first I am a mother I'm a wife I'm an author and I'm a native of Jackson Georgia um I have four kids um I love to write, I've always loved writing. As a little girl, um, I've kept journals, I've wrote poems, and this past year, I just decided I'm gonna go forth. I'm gonna speak my truth. I me this gift for a reason, so it's time time for me to let the world know who I am as a whole. Um, I like helping people, I like inspiring people, I like giving hope, I love um, inspiring, you know, I really like just ministering to people, if that's a word mm-hmm. I should use. I,
0: oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Honestly, you know, we all should be out here doing that in our own way. So I commend you for, uh, I will say, stepping out on faith and using your God-given talent to now become an author of what we know to be Naked Lessons. Everyone, yes. <laughs> Naked Lessons. So. <Yo. laughs> I mean, you know, that's a loaded question. I mean, you're a, a loaded title here on God Sex, and Love. I mean, because we already controversial by ourselves with our name. So, I mean, you know, Naked Lesson sounds very interesting to us. So,
1: like, what can you tell us about Naked Lesson? Oh, well, right Naked Lesson, the title itself, um, I chose that title because Um, I wanted to, once again, reveal who I was. Um, I wanted to tell people what I've been through because I've been through a lot. But just by looking at me, you wouldn't imagine, like, you would not know who I was as a person had I not told you in this book. Um, The title, Naked Lesson, it exposes who I am. Um, Naked is because, of course, you know, if you're naked, everyone can see everything. I withheld nothing. So mm-hmm. and lessons mean meaning what I went through helped me become who I am. So it was things that I had to learn throughout life that no one could have taught me other than life itself, which is mm-hmm. why I titled it naked lessons.
0: Very nice. Okay. So
1: okay, <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So so why then? I know, I mean, well you already kinda of answered it in a way, but why did you write naked lessons?
1: I wrote naked lessons to inspire to give hope, to um, push people to never give up, no matter how hard the journey of life may seem, no matter how hard it may get, just continue to push through. And if God brought me through whatever I've been through, I know he can bring the next man or woman that reads my book through whatever they're going through. I wanted to like let them know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It may not seem good, it may not look good, it may not feel good, but eventually if you stay the course, you'll see what God took you
0: through that for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That is like, that's, that's how life is. And yeah. Um, even when things don't seem like they're going right, even when things seem bad and everything like that, I, I agree. i could quote everything you're saying that at the end of the day, uh, for those that love God, all things work together for the good. And so that's even the things we don't understand, even the things that are bad, um, all those things work together for our good. I've, you know, you use all those things uh, for this. This, you know, I would say this. This, I don't know what it even at this point. I mean, it seems like it's just like spreading like wildfire out here. I mean, you know, every yeah. time I look around, I see somebody holding up one of the books. I'm like, oh, shout out, man. <laughs> so, okay, so naked lessons. Um, I was able to peruse a little bit, right? So. Mm-hmm. I was, check it out a little bit. And so I what what I did see was a lot of transparency. Right. And sometimes we um and okay, I'll be honest, we it with me. Like I have um an idea of something that I wrote a while ago before I knew how to uh you know to publish. And that's a whole story by itself. But yeah. yeah um so for a long time I've been sitting on so many ideas but recently I've been kind of Wondering, well, should I put this out? Even though I've already talked about it, but at the same time, I'm just like I've had that hesitancy, right? And so, <laughs> when I when I did take a look at some of the pages in your book, um, it reminded me of those things because I just was like, you. I mean, I guess for a better uh, lack of a better way to say, uh, you, you know, you did expose yourself in this, right? You you bear it all, as people would <laughs> say, in regards to you know being naked or whatever case it is. It seemed as if you really, really Shared a lot of things that you know. Um, I mean, obviously, could cause deep hurt, uh, probably even pain. You know, within yourself or whatever the case is, to share the type of information. However, um, I appreciate transparency, though. I appreciate people that are not. Thank ashamed you. To keep it real. Yeah, like keep it real because at the end of the day, like you say, your testimony can help somebody else. Because a lot of times people feel alone, right? They feel like I'm the only one that went through this yeah. or whatever it is. And so even some of the things that you mentioned in in your story that I was able to um, read, I mean, there are some things that I could relate to, you know. And so Mm -hmm. so that's the thing. It's like you just never know who uh, your testimony can help. And so, yeah, I mean, I would ask why you're so transparent in the book or or what what was most difficult for you. Um, in the process. Like, was it difficult for you to write all this in here? Or was it like, no, this is my release? Like which 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 route was it for you as you were um, writing?
1: It? it definitely wasn't difficult. It was not. Um, I was excited about writing this book actually. Um, but there was a difficult chapter in the Okay. Book. Okay. And the most difficult chapter I would have to say was interstate
0: mm-hmm. sacrifices.
1: Interstate Sacrifices Ooh. was definitely the hardest chapter of, throughout the whole book. I started Ooh. writing this book in January of this year, and I finished April, and I released, of course, May 1st. So Yay. Interstate Highways was the most challenging chapter to write. It okay. took me on an emotional journey. It did.
0: Wow. Wow. So first of all, just that testimony which you just shared of like your writing process and like how long it took and whatnot. You know, some of us will be sitting on ideas for years. Me, I mean, myself included, myself included. And mm-hmm. and sometimes we feel like we can't do that thing. So I mean, honestly, I feel like there might have been some type of fire that was lit in you this year, obviously, that you know, took you from writing this thing to now publish and within months. So what what can you share with us about that in regards to your process and like, what, what was that thing that kept you motivated to get it done and execute it beautifully?
1: Um, I would have to say my kids, my kids was my biggest motivation throughout the whole process. They were actually the reason why I started to write. Um, Mm -hmm. I told my family on January the 1st that I would be publishing and releasing my book for my 35th birthday, which is one of the reasons why I went ahead and started. Um, I chose to write and release by 35 because it, growing up, I wanted to be well-established way before now, but, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be someone that my kids could look up to, someone that my kids could be excited to talk about, you know, and someone like, if my kids are out out and about with their friends and everyone's parents have careers or professions, I wanted my kids to be able to say, well, my mother's an author, you know, and What I wrote about, I referenced to my kids a lot in my book because, like I said, they were my motivation. Um, They were my story. They were my struggle. They were my truth. So that's one of the reasons why I set out to write. I'm going to go ahead and push forward this publication in hopes of, you know, making them proud, not just myself.
0: Oh, that is beautiful, man. I did see that um, in here you have a dedication to them. Yes. So, yeah, like you have a whole section here called To My Children yeah you want to share a little bit about that
1: um it just piggyback from what i just said which is one of the reasons why i just they were in my light. you know when i was going through hell and i was like i felt broken i felt alone i felt alienated i just felt like i was in a dark place it was me it was hearing my kids say mommy i love you it was hearing my kids say mama can we go here can we go there like it was just hearing my kids voice no matter what they said to me hearing that voice in my ear
0: mm-hmm. inspired
1: me to like just keep going i i wanted to give up i contemplated suicide a few times throughout life but after yeah. like knowing you have somebody depending on you you can't leave them alone in this world because i know speaking on experience no one would love my kids like i do although there are some people not to discredit those that I
0: know got my kids' best interests at heart. There are some people that you know will go to bat for my kids, no questions asked. But no one's gonna mm-hmm. love anybody's kids like that mother. Right. Right so that's I why do. I dedicated it to them. That is beautiful. Like well, you know, I'm just getting started in the motherhood game. You know, I have all yeah, a- right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you 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 got me, you know what I'm saying? You you a pro in this, So obviously, you know, you can you you know let's be with some uh some tips and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, I I agree it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, I can see in him, I, I can see that we're probably gonna be close. Um, even though, you know, you know I, I do have to you know, pull the whole um your mommy card, you know, he's just two, but I'm already trying to get him to understand because it's like there's sometimes it's like you trying to tell me what to do. I'm over here like, oh yeah, you know, who, who do you think is a parent? Like, wait a minute, like I'm gonna need you to calm down, sir but i can't see what you're saying in like that unconditional love that children have uh for their parents or whatever um it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and it's and it's beautiful that you know obviously you aren't taking that for granted and that has helped you um yeah, you know and inspired you to create this lovely book well let me see so she said that chapter nine was the hardest okay mm-hmm. but how about this? Which one was the most fun? Which chapter would you say was the most fun for you? Um <laughs> the most fun chapter. That you was like, Oh, I've been waiting to say this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, America, you're wrong now. You put me on the spot with that one. Um, if I had to.
0: There's so many. You probably like, what well, whole book really probably yeah. could? Yeah, the whole book.
1: But the most fun chapter i think the book as it as a whole it was fun yeah Yeah. hey
0: that's cool man that is cool well i so so question real quick so am i your first interview
1: you are you are and that's why i'm kind of nervous i'm kind of like this is my first time ever speaking publicly about naked
0: wow well look Tequila speaks look this is gonna be the first of many i believe because you know obviously obviously, you know what i mean creating a movement out here you know what i'm saying so i believe that you're going to be able to you know do all the things that you wanted to do in regards to you know inspiring people uh motivating people and and sharing your testimony and everything like that so i mean i don't know i see great things for you you know I honestly like when i look at people that we grew up with or just you know Facebook is good for that. You can see different people, whatever the case is. I'm like, you know, there's been a lot of greatness coming out of old Jackson, man. You know? Shout
1: out this to the i I'm, I'm seeking to become one of the greatest. Yes. Yes, indeed.
0: Yes, indeed. So let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to I'm going to peruse some of these chapters here. Hmm. Well, okay. All right. You know what? Lesson number four. I think this is something that we all deal with, okay. <laughs> all right? Mm-hmm. We, and what well, we probably don't realize we're dealing with it, but uh, I feel like it's something that we all might deal with. So what, what if you gave a summary of lesson four, which is fighting demons, oh. what's going on with that? Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, honestly, I forgot the numbers, I forgot the chapters, I forgot the list
1: and names, Well, I forgot what order they were in. Uh-huh. Uh, fighting demons. Mm-hmm. Fighting demons um uh, was inspired by the hell I went through and who I went through the hell with and why I went through hell. So mm-hmm. fighting demons, um, it summed up my relationship with my kid's father.
0: Mm-hmm. Whose middle mm-hmm.
1: name is actually the Mullen. So now you see where demons come from. Um, <laughs> It was a very, very, very toxic friendship, relationship, situationship, mm-hmm. baby mama, baby daddy ship, however you want to label it. um, It was very toxic and I was mm-hmm. like fighting, I was fighting myself to get him to love me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: I felt like he was the only person for me. Um, I felt like if I couldn't have him, I didn't want nobody else to have him. I went through a very emotional time dealing with him and he and I We were back and forth for seven years. So I went through a lot of hell in those seven years. And mainly because I knew that I needed to love myself, but I wasn't ready to love myself until he loved me. Mm. So, Mm. you know, I was caught up in a love triangle. I was caught up in a lot with that. So that's where fighting demons came from. I was like fighting against what I knew was right for what I know I wanted. I knew I wanted. And it wasn't right for
0: me. Girl, we could we can just not wear a hang on. That's that right there, I mean, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where fighting demons came from. Girl, fighting demons, is um, for those of you that haven't wrote, read my book yet, um, in fighting demons, I told about when I would walk the streets of Jackson where we're from, I would walk the streets looking for him. Um I would like call people, I would go to people's houses, like I was on a rampage for this man when all I needed to do was really sit down and do a self-evaluation and understand that no man could love me like God could. And so after I realized that, which came with my kids losing my kids to defects, that's when I found the love of God that I needed for myself. Girl, look, Tequila, you better speak, Tequila. Yeah, so that that's what fighting demons.
0: Was
1: about yes, yes. So, so okay.
0: Well, obviously, probably, probably not in that chapter,
1: right? But
0: I mean, <laughs> at some point, you you saw the light, right? So, so what would you say was that thing that helped you to see, like, you know what? This ain't where it at. Like, this is not where I should be. It's <laughs> not
1: my case with defects, which happened right at the end of he and I. Yeah, okay. that was my eye-opener. Um, mm-hmm. I lost my kids to DFAS. He was already um, incarcerated. Well, he was incarcerated. Um, mm-hmm. And I lost my kids to DFAS because my four-month-old baby at the time, she'd fallen off the bed, and she had two skull fractures. So, you know, West County, mm-hmm. defense. they take your kids for anything. The kids that should have stayed in the home, those are the ones they take first. Um, mm-hmm. But he was... My kid's father was locked up, and so... My kids got taken from, you know, taken out of my home, like, Mm -hmm. a few weeks after he was incarcerated. And so, during that time, I felt like God had forsaken me. I felt Mm -hmm. like life wasn't worth living, you know. And I heard, I wrote in my book, I saw, this was a true story. I heard God tell me one day, um, he said, trust me. And I was like, I was battling, like, I was really battling with God. Like, how can you expect me to trust you when you've taken me through all this hell? You know, the people that I love the most, you've taken from me. You've taken my kids' father. Then you've taken my kids from me. So how do you expect me to trust you when I have nothing left? Mm. So um, God and I went back and forth, believe it or not. He and I went back and forth for a while. And I heard him also say, when she's done waddling in self-pity, self-guilt, you know, feeling forsaken, she'll seek out to me. And that's what I did. I, I went flat on my face. You know, looking for God. Now I need you because there's nothing else I can do without you. Mm. I needed somebody to hold me in when when I was by myself and my kids were gone. I needed somebody to hold me in when my mother wasn't available or when my cousins or my sisters wasn't, wasn't available. There was nobody in my home but God. So he rocked me a few times. Yeah. So that's that's when I that's when I realized I need God more than I need anybody. I needed
0: God more than I needed my kid's father. I needed God more than I needed my kids, honestly. I needed God. Honestly. That That is powerful. Yeah. That is powerful because yeah, a lot of times we do fight against what it is that we know we should do, what it is. We know that what God will is. It's like we'll know. We know in our heart. We know in our mind. We already know. But we'll just fight it, fight it, fight it. And then until it gets us to the point where yeah, and when you look around there's nothing else but God and you're like, Man, you know, well, well, if you're humble <laughs> and you know what I mean, then then you'll go to God. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, there are those that still continue to fight, even even when they still get in that place. And so, you know, so hey, thank God that you were able to uh recognize that and yeah. and and come and now you see the other side, right? Like yeah. Yes, yes. I'm so great. I'm so, so, grateful. Man, I'm I'm so, so <laughs> grateful. man, that is powerful just by itself. Oh, goodness. Let me let me ask about another one then. Hold on. Go ahead. Let me ask about another chapter here. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, you want to talk about family lies? Oh, of course. Yay. Oh, of course. Oh, I talk about family lies.
1: Um very interesting Oh, okay. Okay. Family Lies was written because it was true. Um, growing up as a younger, I always heard my family say, family is all you have. Look out for family, love your family, take care of your family. You know, they always big on family. Um mm-hmm. After my grandparents passed, well, my, after my dad's mom passed, life showed me who my dad's side of the family, some of them were. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But when it was time to put forth action behind that word love, there wasn't any. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I also wrote Family Lies to break generational curses. Um, When my readers read or when they do read Family Lives, they'll see um, I expose my kids to everything because I want them to know what's really going on, what has happened, um, that are some of why things are happening the way that they are. Um, Family Mm -hmm. Lives was also wrote to expose what really go on in the Black families. Because oftentimes, um, families are broken you know Mm -hmm. families are cursed because Mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about the truth and i i remember times miracle when my grandparents were sick and i would be out i'd be called to come clean the house or come do this or come do that and whenever i was called i went running um Mm -hmm. but when my grandparents died and during the time that my kids were in defense custody that same house that i was going to the clean miracle i went my kids wasn't even offered of a bed yet. when i couldn't house them they weren't off of a bed mm-hmm. um and that was kind of that that hurt it now as a older person i was young when i had my case with defense but now as an older person i don't want my kids to ever experience love that's fake from a family member mm-hmm. you know um family lies some the, the most frequent lie told in the black families is i love you oh that's a lie because you know what love is an action word love hold love pray love heal love help that ain't what love is in some black families mm. it's the complete opposite it's hate um you got family members that don't want to see you progress. You know, you got family members that don't want to see you be successful. They don't want to see you happy and all that. Those are the family members that claim they loved you. But if you love me, all those things I just mentioned, that what you, that's what you would want from me first and foremost. Yes, and it was not right. given. So family lies exposed a lot. It did.
0: Ooh, girl. That, I mean, that is deep. But that's true. I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times... You know, we brush things under the rug. We don't hit, you know, not to attack things head on, but yeah, you know, sometimes we just, we're just not honest, They're open and honest about like what the truth is and whatnot. And so, I mean, for me, again, I commend you for, you know, allowing your kids to know um, the truth versus like just kind of living in a lie, as you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hate that, you know, that was the experience. Um, and then, I mean, and not hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, it will change. You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully, you know, people can start, you know, hearts and minds and things like that start to open and and become a little bit better when it yeah. comes to that. But um, but we they can't control, control anybody else, you know, at yeah. the end of the day. You yeah, know, you can only control yourself and how you
1: respond to. Respond, you know, it sometimes is. the best response is absence. Right about that, you're right about that. Absence is the best response. Absence can't be disrespected, you know, it can't be misinterpreted. None of that,
0: Mm. Mm. yeah. You know, they say the whole phrase, uh, you know, blood is thicker than water, and everything like that. That's a lie. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, but and and, but the, the thing is, with the family that I created, meaning myself my husband, my four kids, and my bonus kids. In our family, my ultimate goal as the mother is to break those curses. Like, it, it ended with me. It mm-hmm. ended with me. Molestation, that ends with me. You know, um, mm-hmm. alcoholism, that ends with me. Being mm-hmm. abused by men, that ends with me. Being, a, being an abuser, that ends with me. All of those, the money spirits. that ends with me. It Mm -hmm. won't go into my kids, you know, it won't affect my kids because my kids are being exposed to everything Mm
0: -hmm. and they know
1: what should and shouldn't happen, you know. And a lot of times in the black families, that's why young kids are growing up broken because they don't witness so much, but don't nobody want to talk about it. Yeah, and when you once you start talking about things, you start healing, which is another reason why I wrote my book so that I could heal because after I release my truth. Now the world know who I am. I withhold nothing from anybody. I'm an open book, but now that the world know my truth, I can breathe better. Mm-hmm. I can walk away from things that hurt me. I can walk away from people that hurt me, and I won't feel bad about it, because I've exposed things for where they are. I've accepted them, and my husband and I we went back and forth with that for a while, like, just walking away from it, but after I did that, life's been
0: good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's one of those things you got to like keep your own peace at the end of the day too. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you you have to live with you and then when your, your mind is all all over the place and you're trying to like accommodate other people. Like that was one thing that I uh, experienced in uh, one of my last relationships. Um, You know, I was dealing with somebody that was verbally abusive and, Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And, you know, at some point I started to not even recognize myself with the way I was Interacted with this person and you know i started to like kind of just keep my own keep notes to myself just just to remind myself of like my own thoughts and my own because i it was like so much of his opinions or so much of his criticism on everything about me that it was like god man like it got to the point where because here i was on the flip side with him i was trying to just you know be understanding of where he came mm-hmm. from Been through and and all these different things and try not to be what he has experienced, what from what I understood he experienced and things like that. But it got to the point where I had to ask myself, like, well, who is going to love me right now? Yeah, who's Mm going to accept me for me? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Uh it's supposed to be him, but it ain't him right now. Mm -hmm. He got all the problems with me. I, I got all the issues, right? Yeah. But here I am over here trying to be so understanding, so. Yeah. And so we can get like that about any type of relationship. Right. Yeah. Can, you know, when, like you say, with family and everything, too, it can be over there. You could find yourself trying so much to bend and, and do all these things. And then at some point you got to just look at it and be like, OK, well, what? wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay what, about me. Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like what, what about me right now?
0: Like, can, can I have a moment like can can you know, I have some peace because here I am trying to, you know, have spread that for others, but then you know, at some point you have to take that time for yourself and stuff like that too. So I mean, I understand. I understand where you're coming from there. Sometimes, you know, that separation is best. Um, you know, or like my mom would say, she would say, like, you know, if you can feed people with a long handled spoon, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, you have to keep, you know. My for response to that, food, my response
1: know? to that cliche of um, feeding people with a long handled spoon, I don't feed them at all. You can starve. I don't care. <laughs> Um, because you know what? You can feed them out of a long handle spoon, but that means you're still giving them something. And you get tired of giving and giving and giving, no matter how much or no matter how little, but you're not getting anything in return. So who's going to feed you?
0: I understand that, too. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh. I don't feed them at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> my views, now, now, granted, my views go against a lot of views of other people. But that's what makes us human. You know, you have your thoughts, not you in particular miracle, but yeah. people have their views of things and I have mine. And mine is oftentimes a lot different. Mm-hmm. But it has to okay. be this way. makes me who I am. That's one yes. of the reasons why I speak so boldly because my truth, as long as it doesn't offend anybody else, is my truth.
0: I mean, yeah, I feel I feel you on that. That's funny. But I mean, but honestly, I laugh, but at the same time, I guess I'm like that in some ways too. That's something that I now feel like I'm working on it so though. I'm like I'm trying to be a little bit more empathetic when it comes to situations because again, I guess as a believer or as a Christian and everything like that, I try to say, okay, well Lord, you want me out here, for example, spreading the gospel or sharing, you know, what your words say. <laughs> But at the same time too you gave people free will you you know you say they can yeah. do whatever they want to do and i see people making choices right and they do what they want to do what you want me to do about that now because but then what came to me was um you know as i, I guess pray about that and reflect on that in my journey um one of the things came to me is like it's not necessarily up to me to change their minds about anything it's just mm-hmm. for me to either water that seed or you know put that seed in there you know whatever the case is it's not even for me to because that's him and God and them at that point,
1: you
0: Yeah. know, um, so it's like, okay, I just need to do what I'm supposed to do but but for me, I kind of felt challenged about that because I just was like, man, I feel like I'm not, it's not that I don't care about people, I mean, I uh-huh. do care but at the same time, I'm like, you know, okay, if you want to believe whatever you want to believe and you got free will to do it, I'm not going to argue with you, you yeah. know what I mean, I'm like, okay, you know, and then I, I move on, but then I'm like, I don't know, Lord, maybe, maybe he's trying to work on me about that, I don't know, but Gonna
1: say, oh, no, no. I ain't, oh. <laughs> they let, <get> <laughs> let me say something. God, you know, you're supposed to love everybody, but me personally, I just feel like I can love you from a distance. I don't have to deal with people. I don't have to deal with them because people, yeah. the main reason why I distance myself from certain people is because I don't like the way they make me feel, and I can't challenge them for how they're making me feel. I can't be mad at them for how they make me feel, so I have to just walk away. That's to maintain yeah. my sanity because yeah. a lot of people have called me crazy. I don't know if you've heard of Miracle, but in the Jackson community, I've been called crazy a few times. That's because nobody really understood what I was going through mentally. So now mm-hmm. as an adult, I've gotten to the point in my life to where I can eat you out and live happy. I can eat you out and live happy as long as my kids and my household is okay. I'm good. I'm good because you know what? People can claim they love you. People can smile, give you a pat on the back in your face. They can do all kind of nice gestures in your face, but it's when you walk away that you know they reveal who they really are to other people. So I know how you feel. You're not gonna express it to me, but I know how you feel. So I'm just gonna stay away from you. God said love thy neighbor. He didn't say be a fool for him. (laughs) Family, nobody. So I'm not gonna put myself in a position to continue to be hurt by nothing. Or no guy. I feel
0: you. I feel you on all that. Um, you know, it's been some of the weirdest situations with me and, and like I guess friends or and stuff like that. It's like here I am over again over here trying to just be be what I would hope people would be to me. Mm-hmm. Um but then I see like who who's there, you know, for me in my winning seasons or my seasons where, you know, I need support or whatever the case is, it's like you look around and you see who's there, right? And <laughs> And you can't help but notice who's not there sometimes. Um, And so for me, it's been interesting to kind of observe that. But at the same time, too, I'm like, all right, well, you know, things happen for a reason. And sometimes people go apart and and things like that. And so, you know, it's something I I learned to be okay with, too, you know, um, because maybe the season's up. And some people say, you're right. You're right
1: about (laughs) that. Yeah.
0: Now, Mr. Quillas speaks, man. I don't want to expose your whole book, so I will tell you what: we, we we'll let the people if they want to read the rest or uh, get more. Um, unless, 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 is there anything in the book that you would like to talk about right now before we move oh, on to your uh, other question? Ah, <laughs>
1: oh, let's see. Then. Let me see. Let me take a look,
0: Give me it. a
1: second.
0: Let me okay. See. Okay. Mm. Now, look, yeah, I'm gonna be one of those people that, um, <laughs> you know, because they feel like everybody looks uh, look, look like everybody, whatever. So, um, oh, is that you on the cover? Oh, yes, yeah, that's me. This is yes. That's me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The one that the one thing that I want to talk about is lesson one. Lesson one, let's look at it. Let's go. Lesson 1 is titled Growing Pains. And the reason I titled it Growing Pains is because that's when life began like I at the age of 8 I was molested. Um I was molested repeatedly by a family member. Um that built up so much rage inside of me because I held it in for so long to where it kind of handicapped me it prevented me from being genuinely happy it prevented me from being a friendly person or you know a respectful person Mm -hmm. and i want to talk about that chapter because there's so many adults adults like i'm 35 now there's so Mm -hmm. many people my age or older that has encountered molestation or any kind of sexual abuse be it as a child or as an adult that Mm -hmm. they've had no one to talk to about it so they held it in and it's really it holding in what was happening to me prevented me from living in my truth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people when I were being molested it had me put up with me when you go back to the money find demons Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people put up with whatever they put up with be it physical abuse mental abuse um, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse—they um, put up with it because they were abused as a child, or they were abused in life at some point, and they had no outlet. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to enlighten people that if you have been molested, if you have, if you are a victim of sexual abuse at any age, you are not alone. There are plenty of people out here that have went through the same thing. And once you tell your story, you don't have to tell it to me. I I really don't like knowing that people can identify with what I went through in growing pains Mm -hmm. because it hurts. It hurts to think that the pain inflicted on me was also inflicted on somebody else. So I really want people just to know that it's okay to talk, even if you have to write it down. Writing is a form of communication. Writing is a form of releasing, you know, releasing the things that hurt you. Once you write it, you'll feel better. Once you mm-hmm. tell somebody, you'll feel better now. I did not expose who my abuser was in my book, and I never do that publicly. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't want people to be so judgmental, only because I forgave and I forgiven. I'm sorry, I said him. <laughs> I much forgiven much. my abuser, which was another reason why I could write about it. Um, it happens mm-hmm. so much in the black families.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, sexual
1: abuse happens so much in the black families, and black women are um, growing up mentally distraught because of what they went through as a child, and no one defended them, or mm-hmm. no one, you know, thought enough to make sure this never happens again. No one cared enough to protect that child. Now, granted, that's not what happened in my case. My family, mm-hmm. when they were made aware of it, they handled the situation. Mm -hmm. That they did, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get counseling for it. I didn't have that one person I could just sit and cry out to. I didn't get Mm -hmm. counseling until my kids were taken by BFAT. So that was 2013 Mm -hmm. when I did get counseling. That's when I started to heal. Prior to counseling, age of what, 14, I was sent to juvenile. 15, age 15, I was sent to juvenile because I was a rebellious teen. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I went being molested took me to a place mentally to where I pray no child has to ever go to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my, I wanted to talk about that to let the black parents know if there's anything your child come and tell you, don't question it. And if you are going to question it, you question who they say did it to. Them. Um, Mainly because men and women, you know, boys and girls, happen to both mm-hmm. children. Um, Mm -hmm. but you gotta, you gotta know that if a child is acting out, you gotta be able to identify possible reasons as to why. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that chapter took me for a loop. That chapter, it didn't, it was easy to write about, but it took me for a loop because that was the sole purpose of really writing this book also. That's another reason why I titled it Naked Naked Lessons because when Mm -hmm. I I was naked when it happened to me and being molested affected my relationships throughout life um it was just please read growing pains if you haven't already when you get your book or to the viewers when you get your book or it's on amazon kindle all that when you get your book read growing pains do not skip that do not skip growing pains
0: Thank you for uh, sharing that, too, because honestly, I, I did want to ask you about that. So thank God for even say let me be able to remember to oh, say, yeah. ask you something about what, what you want to talk about, because what. You're right. It's definitely common, um, mm-hmm. in, you know, in our community. Um, probably more common than we know or, you know, what can it be Yeah. Or that, you know, you, you will hope that it's not. And we I know we talk about it a lot on GSL about like how you know things are affecting kids throughout their lives and so this is another testimony everybody that's watching here on GSL this is another testimony of someone whose life entire life was affected by something that happened in in her youth yeah. and so you know I say it all the time it's like that's why yeah. with everything that's going on right now and I know it's controversial um, if we go, if we start going deeper into like specifics, oh, <laughs> but, Eddie, you uh, know what? I'm know, with it. <laughs> you know, it, it will be a little bit controversial if we if we do start going deeper. But my, at the same time, too, I'm just like, again, well, thank you for being able to again share your testimony and being transparent about it because it does open up the conversation a little bit more, and hopefully, it will, uh, like you say, make parents a little bit more aware of things. Because back in the day, if a child would talk about any type of sexual feelings or any type of oh I feel this way or I feel that way or oh I you know I know what this is I know what that is, you could question it and be like, how do you know this? Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. That would be something to to trigger that type of. Well, I mean, if you if you're paying attention, that would be something to trigger that type of. For me, what I'm saying is back in the day. If a child was to be like, oh, I feel like I like such and such a little ki- a kid or I feel like, oh, that's that's not or, Ooh, extra kissy or whatever the case is it's like, where did you learn this from? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like stuff like that. But these days, because everything is so out there and in your face, like stuff is in cartoons, stuff is yeah. everywhere. So now, I mean, it's not easy to necessarily track that something could have happened to the child more. So now it's kind of like, oh, well, they probably just saw it on TV or they just probably saw it you know, on a cartoon or something, when at the end of the day, something still could have been happening to the child. So, I mean, you know, um, yeah, girl, girl, mm -mm. I don't know if we want to get on this one because we can't. I'm fine. You good? Like, little, little, little people. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: I'm good. (laughs) You know, but I mean, it's just so true, though, and I just wish people, this is where, uh, I mean, I talked about this on, on my podcast too, so I mean, y'all can hear my testimony there. We ain't got to go into my stuff right now. But what I'm saying is just like, you know, I just wish adults would just leave kids alone. Like, let's not even have kids in this conversation of sex at all. Like, we shouldn't be talking about kids and sex yeah. and the same thing. Like, let's let them grow up and then they can decide what they, you know, like and all this other stuff. Like, let can can a kid just be a kid? But right now, and I say this all the time too. I, I feel like I say it a, a lot when I talk to different people. But, you know, I just feel like because of the way things are going, the way there's so much exposure to all this sexual stuff to the kids and every and just everybody, it's like, I feel like I gotta, and because I, well, because like you said with you, your things happen at a young age. And unfortunately, I did not know, I'm not trying to get into myself, but at the same time, you know, there were things that happened to me at a young age too. And so for me, I just feel like, I, I have to have conversations with my two-year-old son or whenever he's able to start understanding, I gotta start having like these type of conversations because yeah. if yeah. I don't, the everywhere else is gonna be exposing it to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I wanna lag up. I wanna be like teaching him what I want him to know about this stuff versus yeah. like
1: Yeah, you know, the street else, Influencing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And so it's deep. It's deep. And yeah, I mean, you know. But I don't think people see when they're in those moments, right? They don't, they're not thinking about how this is going to affect this child. They're thinking about just probably their own selfishness or whatever case is, or the spirit within them. We know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's It's, it's a spirit. It is a spirit. So, I mean, you know, it's that too. So, I mean, it's hard to kind of necessarily condemn the person per se, but at the same time, I feel like we have choices. We have choices and I just feel like, Adults in those situations, or if, if someone is old, or whoever, because I, I don't know if it was an adult that you know when it came to you, but nah, I just feel like adult <laughs> or somebody that was older that knows more than, than the, the person that you are victimizing. That's what I mean. Yeah, um, you know, it's just you know better, you know better, and now you're exposing this child to something that is going to be with them their entire life. Like, you don't people don't think about that. But you are an example, I'm an example. There's people there's a lot of people that are out here that are examples of this is something that we've taken through our entire lives. I, yeah. We had to try to figure it out. Like you said, you you've gone through a lot in your life where you're like, you know, dealing with it by raging or whatever the case is. And it's just people just I'm just saying if if people should just think more um before they do things, especially with kids. Like leave kids alone. Like, I don't know. I mean, to but me, I, not that difficult, but something, I don't know, girl. I don't yeah, know. I... Thank you for it
1: <laughs> And a lot of people ask me, have I... have I had a one-on-one with my abuser? And the answer is no. I haven't. Do I see my abuser? Yes, I do. No, I haven't had a one-on-one. And mainly because I'm afraid that if I bring this to that person that he will deny it. And yeah. that now I for I've forgiven him. He has been forgiven. I don't hold it against him. I don't but my prayer for him is that that the money spirit will be, you know, released from him. I mm-hmm. pray that he will get help um mm-hmm. but I I haven't talked to him about that
0: mainly because I'm afraid that he'll deny it. And if he denies it, that's gonna like open a whole it could trigger something within you. Yeah. Now you're trying to make you trying to call me a liar. Like yeah. like I experienced what I experienced. Like girl, girl yeah. like okay. Now that that's why I started keeping diaries back in the day. Because mm-hmm. um not because of like what happened per se. Well it was it's because like times when you remember something and then someone tells you that it didn't happen. So then yeah. I was like, man, from here on like I know I'm to right now, whatever, whatever. Cause I don't want to be in that situation like, nah man, like I know I know this. Happened. Like I know I was, yeah, it was two, you know? and two, uh yeah. um, not to cut you out miracle, but me being me being the person I am one of the reasons, the main reason
1: why I had to forgive my abuser was because I needed to be free. And by me holding in so much hurt and so much guilt because of what this one particular person did to me, it's rub, it was robbing me of having a great quality of life. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. forgiving him opened a new, it gave me a new mind. Like the door opened. Life was good after I you know, forgave this person. But I, if I could have, a one-on-one with this person the one thing I would say is I forgave you but the only way I forgave you but I love for you to just tell me you're sorry for one and mean it I'm not apologize to me Um, but please just don't do that to no other person don't touch another person it, it's not right it's not yeah. right I don't want I don't want to see this person in prison. I don't want to see this person there. I wish nothing bad on this person. Mm-hmm. I just want this person to love himself enough to never do it again. To know about it. I don't care how old or young the person is. Don't take them through what you took me through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and that, And that, well, that is true. Like, we do need Forgiveness is definitely important because of that. I mean, you know, they say it all the time. Like, oh, well, you know, forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. But it's true. I put that in my book. I didn't
1: put that in my book. (laughs) I put that right there. Forgiveness (laughs) is not for the other person. And that takes me back to when I just said I had to forgive Mm -hmm. my abuser so that I could be free. Yes. So, forgiving him. And he don't even know that I know that he did this to me. So, to forgive him, I'm I'm a better person. I can love more freely now, you know. I can mm-hmm. smile more freely, whereas before I was just full of rage, I was angry and I held everybody I came in contact with accountable for what he did to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness, I said it again, forgiveness is for you. Because a lot of people ain't going to be sorry. Yeah. But you just got to yeah. train your mind to where, you know what, even if he ain't sorry, even if she ain't sorry, I, I, I forgive them. They can stay miserable. you know, they can go go on by their mirror. I don't wish anything bad. Just stay away from me. Just don't don't do it to nobody else. Don't make anybody else feel the way I feel.
0: Right. Right. Tequila, 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 man, you just never know, man. Look, look, look. look Tequila said, when I'm speaking, I'm going to sing. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed, lady. Well, can you please tell the people where they can find you on social media and find your book and everything like that? Remind oh. them of that? Um, I'll, On Facebook,
1: I am Author Tequila Speaks. You can find my book, Naked Lessons, on Amazon. It's also available on Kindle and WeBuyBlack.com.
0: Ooh, all right, Says. All right. I see we got a few comments. Let's see. Uh, Crash CL Motto says, Live it, uh, life lessons, live it and enjoy it. Hey. <laughs> you know? <Thank> you. <laughs> and uh, Stephen Law said hello as well hello cool cool well lady i truly truly enjoyed you i mean you know i i appreciate you taking out the time to chat with me today thank um you I hope that you enjoyed.
1: Me. yeah first time on gsl you know you are Very welcome first, to come back first of me. First. Of me.
0: first of yes me. yes like i said you're welcome to come back anytime um you know we have panel discussions and stuff like that too you know, so you definitely you're welcome okay well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So I, I don't want to cut you off though, but so is there anything you would like to say to the people before you go? Uh,
1: go get your copy of Naked Listens. They are still available. They're still available. And live in your truth. Living your truth.
0: Amen. Well, everybody, that is God, Sex, and Love live with Tequila Speaks. Thank you so much again for your time. And everybody, have a great
1: night. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs>